Hello and welcome to the uh, Out of What happened, Stephen? Uh, life, isn't it really? Jollies? Uh, Madrid. Madrid mainly, for me. I've heard Madrid's a lovely city. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> what, what were you there for? Uh, just a nice. small matter of a, of a Champions League final time. Something that you and your club probably won't like see for quite some time. Before we begin, in anybody who's <laughs> listening to us and don't know who we are, because it has been about a year and a half since we recorded. We are, we are the House of Towners. We are. I'm Simon. I'm Stephen. And I'm old. Uh, I'm also called Tom. <laughs> yeah. He says that. Isn't he the youngest of all three of us? He is. <laughs> I'm like the middle child. Yeah. I'd love you to be the middle child. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so we need yeah. to get back to stats. <laughs> you need to get back to stats, and we need to get back to talking about football. We do. Uh, the magic number for me to start this off is number six. Is it? Because the number six to me... It has a lot of meaning around does, this table, for me, doesn't it? As someone who doesn't give a flying uh, worry about Europe, because... Because you're not going to be there much until, like a, until you're taken over much, by some human rights Well, I was going to say, much till Boris takes charge, you know, we're, we're out of it. Um, so six decades for him. Well, no. <laughs> it's actually, that was good, that was good. It's actually league placings, my number six. It's, so, it's the love of six... For Manchester hey, United. If you're comfortable, you're comfortable, aren't you? <laughs> That's your wheelhouse. Sick. Yeah. I, I mean, say wheel because apparently they've got a master at it. They have always like, at the wheel. Like Weatherspoons for drunks. It's just a good place to be. <laughs> so it is a magical number, number six. Six, our sixth European Cup. And Manchester United love a bit of sixth. So yeah, it's been a good number, number six. Um, I feel like it's the, when I say six decades for Simon, it's probably going to take six decades for you to shut up about it. Well, no, I'd like to. I'd like to mention. I mean, they've stopped talking about two thousand and five, haven't they? Well, Only because they've won nine two thousand and nineteen. Exactly. Yeah. Again, winning trophies something that Simon will understand. I've told you this hundreds <laughs> of times. We won the Intertoto Cup. It's all Um I would like something about us going on about it and being unbearable. Right, it's been two weeks since Madrid, right? No, it was long before Madrid that it was unbearable. <laughs> but people have said, oh, we didn't want Liverpool to win the league. We didn't want them to win the Champions League because Liverpool fans would be unbearable. I'm sorry, but the only, like, let's go through the sets of fans who have been whinging since the 1st of June. I've not heard Spurs fans whinging, and they have real right to. Well, not, you say that, not, but the, the way they played, it, it was... They bo- but they bottled the final. So the Spurs fans, mm. Spurs fans. You know I'm a big fan of the whole Spurs bottle thing. I, I go, I'll go for it with it for days. I don't feel like they bottled the final. I, I just, think they did. I, felt, I, I don't no, think they. T- we, I felt they were inexperienced. They were, we, they, yeah, but so right, we we were there the year before. No, you were not inexperienced. No, I'm not saying we. No, I'm saying we played poorly. We didn't oh, turn up. We didn't turn up. It was a, that was a real good chance for Spurs to do something, and they didn't. So I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the whole cliche Spurs bottom thing, but Spurs really missed out there. If they if they'd have remotely turned up to that final, they'd have given us a game, and All they didn't. Oh, it exactly. was a typical Champions League final in the end, though, wasn't it? I, I, I really, mean, for you, for you, I'm sure it was buzzing. But oh no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. It was the rest horrible, of us. It was it horrible was a, second half, like. The second half was probably the worst 45 minutes I've ever had watching a game because of how awful we were. When Origi scored, well, watch Newcastle a bit more often. Yeah. Watch it, <laughs> when Origi scored, it was just it was just sheer relief. And just, what did was... I hear about Origi and ex players talk saying he should be out of the club, hooked out of the club? Well, you're talking about getting rid of him. before the Barcelona game, there was not talking of getting rid of him. Just not, just not kind of actively. I mean, it was him or Studge, but Studge was was always going to be leaving. And he's done it on big occasions. He scored the winner against Newcastle, um, scored two against Barcelona, and he scored in the Champions League final. So even though he's not the most prolific player, 
<coughs> excuse me, he's shown that he can do it on big occasions. So Perlo. I'd rather have him in there. Perlo. Perlo uh, blasted oh. Origi for his attitude. Well, oh, because he said he was, no, yeah, because so Perlo said he was really, really poor before he scored. And he was. Like, there's absolutely no doubt about that. But I. But he's not exactly in your Liverpool team to to be your standout star, No, is no, he? he's not. And he has played well on occasion. It's a weird one from Perlo, to be honest, because he went and scored the, the goal that essentially won us the European Cup. So it really doesn't matter about performance. Like, the whole team played poorly. And but really, no one's going to say, looking back, oh, well, Liverpool won the sixth European Cup, but they played poorly what, doing what it. What horse? Who cares? What horse does Perlo have in this race? He's not a Liverpool it's fan. a strange one. He's yeah, not Belgi- Belgiumese. No, what Belgianese? What? <laughs> what? Why? Why is he bothered? No, it's a weird one. It it's is. not like they were playing, you know, an Italian side or, you know, whatever. Just, just, just no. stupid. So, so I mentioned sets of fans who've been winning. Spurs fans could win because they've not really they're not being linked with anyone. They should be going out spending, and they're not. So, Spurs fans could be winning, but they're not. What well, I'm going to say I'm here, not... mate, is Tom, hold on to your hat. No, no, no. This, I've not heard this. Could get tasty no, for no. you. United fans, I've not heard a great deal from. And joking aside, I mean they have real, like, uh, they have real reason to win because we've just won our sixth European Cup. They've got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the wheel, who's really inexperienced. They have, a, like you've mentioned in the past, they have a rudderless transfer um, policy. It's fun though, <laughs> right? So they, I've not heard a lot from United fans winning. Arsenal fans again after the Chelsea debacle should be winning, but they're not. Chelsea fans are, should be winning, but they're not. There too busy two, being racist. Oh yeah. Um, there are two sets of fans which I've heard so much of since the Champions League final. And one are Everton fans, and that's fair, like because they'll hate the attention that we're getting because it's just local rivalry. So that's just standard. Liverpool fans would be the same if Everton had won the European Cup. It'd be exactly the same. No, Dad, it's about a straight face. Right. I'm really proud genuinely, of you. genuinely. The main set of fans that I've heard nothing like but bitterness from. Apologies, Danny. Is Manchester City fans. And there's a gif going around. Yes, but you have something they want but can't have. There's a gif, exactly. And that's what I'm coming on to. (laughs) (laughs) Fans. History fans and the European Cup. Um, There's a gif going around. You've both heard of the the, uh, former professional wrestler, CM Punk. And he did an advert for something where he screamed at someone, pay attention to me. And there's a gift going around with that subtitle. Is this a good time to announce our new podcast for wrestling? (laughs) Yeah. The Out of the Ringers. uh, Yeah, well, that sounds 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 interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So. I know it's gay pride week, but. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Cheers, Tom. Um, I think it was last week, but. We're biased and we're also accepting everyone and everything. We are, we are. Um, So, Manchester City fans seem to be very upset their domestic treble and we're quantifying it as domestic because it's not the treble the treble and it hurts me to say yes, but is Stephen, what they did in 1999 Steve, yeah it was yes but Stephen I've, I've heard at least one City fan saying bugger the European trophy I'd take another treble next year mm, yeah oh. well they, I mean they, they hate the European Cup though don't they they hate it but they want it they hate it they hate UEFA they really hate UEFA and they don't want to they don't want to promote you, UEFA because UEFA of, of Tapped them on the wrist because they're spending bazillions of pounds and without not. actually bringing it in exactly. legally. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be us soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
I love how it's bad now, but as soon as you're taking <laughs> over, it's like, bring on the over. oil money. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Uh, they're going on about this domestic trouble. It's not the real trouble. The real trouble is unfortunately what United did in 1999. Yeah, it was. With the league, the Champions League slash European Cup and the FA Cup. Were you a Manchester United fan at that point? <laughs> yeah. You're damn so right he was. No, it was a Blackburn fan. No, no. I mean, United, no, United, United, United after it. It was oh. United after it. Oh. Oh. I watched on the final. Made the whatever it was. He wasn't a Man United fan. He was a Blackburn fan. So, long story short. Nothing else. Emmerdale but on TV or something. Okay, maybe not. Corey wasn't. <laughs> Corey so, was awesome back then. So it's not, it's fine. I'd just like to announce our new Soaps podcast. <laughs> the Out of Soapers. <laughs> um, Got some at Supermarket then. Wow, yeah. we have three weeks off and this is what happens. Oh, this is what happens, yeah. Carnage. So, City fans are very upset that their domestic treble isn't receiving the, the accolades that they want they they think that they, they sh- we should still be talking about it and it was because they had an easy running in the league cup they had, no they had an easy running in both well yeah the league cup and the FA cup and really they should have been knocked out by Swansea and if VAR was in place at the Liberty Stadium they would have been knocked out at, uh, at yeah. Swansea um, but they won three trophies and it's an incredible achievement and, and I would love to win three trophies however the only set of fans I've heard whinging constantly are the set of fans really you shouldn't be whinging at all. You've won three trophies. Enjoy it. Don't worry that we've won the European Cup and you really want it. Just enjoy your three domestic trophies. They're champions of England. We're champions of Europe. There you go. I reckon we put a quid on for every time Steve mentions the six or we're the champions of Europe. Why we're can't? A million I, I feel like me and you are going to need, not need the podcast. No. <laughs> I just uh, It baffles me. and They say how we, we're unbearable after two weeks. But it's even longer since they did the treble, and they still want—they want that accolade, they want that praise, yeah, but and they're saying we're unbearable after the two weeks. It's hard to find a city fan to be unbearable. No, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, thirteen thousand at their parade for their three trophies, over half a million for our European Cup parade. I did Cup. see a picture of uh, of your open top bus. It, I mean, it looks it's incredible. It's, incredible. I mean, you're and, really falling off. And there were about 50,000, 60,000 Liverpool fans still trying to get back from Madrid. Me uh, and the missus being, being two of them. So Yes, but you went the opposite way home. No, no. Um, but still, we, we weren't back and there were loads of Liverpool fans still in Madrid and still trying to get back from Madrid who missed the open top bus parade. Just, just, open, a, just a little bit, talk about how, how it was at the Metropolitano it wasn't like I've not seen enough of this really from from the media but from a fan's perspective it was not policed well outside the ground um, I know I texted you a few times because I saw on some social media you'd, you'd been a little bit no, it's, the Spani- negative about the it Spanish police were very heavy handed they closed off areas which they probably shouldn't have done um, there weren't any kind of official queue areas they basically just hoarded you in like cattle using the Using batons and um, and their police uh, the police horses and the whistles, so it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't particularly well policed. The metro station on the stadium seemed not to be either open or if it was only open it was op- only open to Spurs fans, because our met- the the closest we could get on the metro was about a twenty five minute walk from the stadium, and the, one of the reasons the stadium got the final was because of how easy it is to get to. It wasn't easy to get to. Um, but when you get into the stadium, it's an incredible stadium. It has a little bit of the Wembley about it, but it's a lot closer to the pitch. You don't have the running, you don't have a running track around the pitch, which you can imagine Simeone not wanting his fight because obviously he's got that kind of team spirit. Atletico, mm. you'd want he'd want the fans close to the pitch, yeah. and you are relatively close to the pitch. Well, sta- well those those iconic <coughs> stadiums, in, especially you talk, you're talking Europe. I mean, I know South America and stuff have. 
they're iconic stadiums, but it, 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 a staple of European iconic grounds is like Olympic fans being on top. Of, well, it, of it is for like club grounds, but when you look at kind of European Cup finals and where they usually stage, mm. they usually staged at like Olympic stadiums or places yeah. like where, yeah, of and course. they have the running you, more when you look down the years at famous European Cup moments from English clubs or from whoever. They're always at um, stadiums with a running track. Wasn't around. the Europa League final played at a ground with a running track? It's an Olympic there. stadium in Baku. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it seems just standard. Um, not many people would know that. No, because not many people could get there. Yeah, I saw a picture of. I don't. That I don't think getting there was the issue. I think getting back was. Well, it was getting was there the as well. Well, um, yeah, but a couple of people I knew were talking about sixteen-hour kind of plane journeys where they had to get there. But yeah, um, it's a really good stadium. <laughs> it was that hot. They ran out of water. Yeah, in Spain. Um, yeah, they, they obviously had bottled water, and by I, I mean, give them was, a bit of slack. They just got off the eight-hour siesta, haven't they? Yeah. Well, after about 65, 70 minutes, you could no longer get any water from the kiosks. You so you just went straight to beer. No, 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 no. Uh, you're not allowed alcohol in UA during UEFA competition. I'm sure. I'm sure fans find <laughs> ways and means. Yeah. Uh, no, I, the stadium was incredible. The city itself, Madrid, is a fantastic city. Is that a final um, rule? That whole beer thing. No, no, it's not because it's I did at um, the Munich ground, at Bayern's ground, when I went to watch them against Ajax. Maybe. Not the Champions League match. Uh, well, I, look, I don't know if it's in English, but they don't sell beer <coughs> at um, Anfield or any of the English grounds during. So well, I went at, Germans. when I went. Might be no, English. Are you sure? Are you, are you sure it wasn't alcohol-free beer? Because no, they, it was proper, proper beer. Because he, when we Tom, played, Tom has had issues with alcohol-free but, drinks before. The, so me and Phil, uh, my Chelsea mate, he came to Liverpool Dortmund a few years ago, and there were loads of our fans buying what they thought was beer, and mm. it was lager. But then you saw the German for alcohol-free next to it, and that was. I don't know if they've relaxed the ruling now, but. When we played you in the Europa League a few years ago, you couldn't yeah. buy Lager at Old Trafford. <clears throat> they may have relaxed it, but you, you still can't. It's awful. Yeah. Um, no, it was a great occasion. Obviously, when Origi scored, like I said, um, it was football-wise, it was genuinely the happiest I've ever been. Just having been, I was in Kiev, so I was lose. I couldn't be in Sevilla uh, in Basel because uh, of work, but my family were there, and so I was losing at Sevilla. I was there in Athens in 2007, so I was losing. So to see us. To actually be there when we won a European Cup, because obviously I wasn't there in Istanbul because I had a bloody GCSE. Tom, whilst you're not doing that, you may, might need to make that door a bit wider. <laughs> yeah. Any, yeah. Any others? Any other times? I've, I've just been listing the times I've been there when we've lost. So, I mean, it's hardly like ego. No, I was more was... thinking of all the holidays you've had, Tom. He is tapped. Yeah. Well, um, no, I'm not going to go there. No, no, please don't. I'll throw a bath bomb at you. Um, so to be there, it was, it was a great occasion, and when overall, I think I don't like using the word deserve, but we've been so, we've played some great football this year, yeah. and to cap it off with a trophy of some kind, it's deserved for the players because they have put everything into the season. So yeah. can you Real Madrid it? Uh, probably not. Um, if you build on your team, I don't think there's that much that he's doing. I really don't. More, more I think depth. we need depth at fullback. I think that's where we drop points early in the season when centre back. I don't think we do as much. I think we've I think you need one of those players, like you say, wing back. I think we need one of those players who is probably primarily uh, a bit Gomez ish. 
yeah. primarily one like a wing back but can also depth size you've got, centrally you've got, I think with Trent and Robbo and obviously Moreno leaving um, and probably Klein leaving as well I think our priority should be depth at full back um, centre back um, do you need a more attacking creative midfield I don't know I, I mean I'd be inclined to say yes but I'm not that this, this this year they've not done no but we've also had Naby their amount of scoring this no year because Naby Naby only hit his form about six weeks to eight weeks before the end of the season when he started scoring from midfield. Scored a few, played really well and got his injury. Ox is coming back as well. So I was a bit upset that he wasn't he didn't get on the pitch. I know, I know, but I mean if if we'd have scored the second a bit sooner he might have he may have got on. But I, I I'd be inclined to say no. I mean I wouldn't say no to Fakir at the right at the right price. But with Navi um if Navi continues his form from doing the last season after his injury and Ox comes back to anywhere close to where he was before mm. his injury I don't really think we need a break. Yeah, so I don't think we need that much. At centre-back, coming back to your point, Van Dijk's Van Dijk. He's the best centre-back in the world. Um, Matic. Hang on, hang on. Go on. I thought Lovren was the best centre-back in the world. Only in Lovren's eyes. Um, (laughs) There's talk of um, him going to somewhere for... Is it Roma? No, no. no. Someone was willing to pay £25 for him. The blinded... AC Milan, I think he might have been. Um... But even without Lovren, I think we might need an extra player at centre back if Lovren mm. goes. But Van Dijk's the best centre back in the world. Matip has been in. Uh, people seem this seems to fly under the radar because it's only our fans that rate him. But since he came in for the injured Gomez around about December time, he has been outstanding. We've got the best defensive record in the league with Matip there for most of the season. I think it helps um, with Van Dijk next to him. It does, but he he's brilliant. I mean, actually, and this goes under the radar as well. Matic got the assist for Origi's winner mm. for his goal. It's an amazingly clever little deft touch that opens oh, it out. There's been a few times this season that I've I've had Matic mis- out. I've had the misfortune of watching your lot and commented what the and I won't say the word is Matic doing there because I mean, he's so far upfield. But he doesn't usually waste the chance. No. It's usually a good ball mm. to somebody I think else. The fact that he looks so gamely and he's kind of like such long legs. Well, I think looks... as well people forget that. The reputation he had before he came to you, mm, yeah, it well, wasn't I, like he was a nobody. You were just filling no, the space. He, got, he actually he had a transfer. Well, I told you I wanted him at the time when when he was up for free transfer because I told you I remember one of my mates Dan Thacker had spoken about yeah. him and I mentioned that I was really looking forward to him coming. I think playing alongside Lovren in, and in front of Mignolet affected his performances like it would any anyone. Like yeah. playing playing next to someone so so error prone and in front of someone so error prone so with Van Dijk next to him and Alisson behind him he's obviously gone up a level so and you've got Gomez as well so I don't think we need that much I really don't um, but yeah it's it's been a good couple of weeks as a Liverpool fan really good and it's and it's been really really nice and I'm not even gonna like it's nothing to do with United or Everton it's been really really nice seeing the City fans cry ass over it it's been amazing they've won three trophies like I said an amazing achievement and all they can focus on is us it's it's wonderful so thank you Danny tell you what shall we go into some uh, recent news so I've got one or two things I want to talk about yeah, go on. um, today the first one being um, well United are back out there looking after the signing of Daniel James I think from Swansea a, I think that's a great piece of business it worries me that it genuinely um, does. I've seen a lot of people taking the mickey out of it. Oh, it's only a fifteen million sign. It's a lad who couldn't even uh, get like lift Swansea up. But are these the same fans who were crying out for the old United way? 
I think it's. A, I don't know. Because if it is, then that is the old United way. Take a take someone who looks like they have potential to be a star, but isn't mm. there yet, and mould them into the United way. When uh, I watched a few of the highlights from the Wales game, then um, he really outshone Bale. Like really outshone Bale. I bet Leeds are feeling a bit silly because they had him. They, they had him in a lead shirt uh, really? in January. Mm. Really? Yeah, and it just fell through. Yeah, they will be doing. Um, I think it's a really good signing. He looks rapid. He looks like he has a little bit of end product, and which is great at this time in his career because it can. Well, there's not enough wingers there to copy. That he needs to learn a bit more. If I, I mean, if it were me, and I was, if I was the manager of that team, and thankfully I'm not, um, I think Solskjaer has to show the cojones. And I I, I'd start. Well, Sky and I'd Sa- start him. I'd Sky, start him. not long ago, actually, just uh, announced that one another target you're looking for, uh, Tom. This might interest you. Um, West Ham's Diop for you centre yeah. back, which I there. I think from what I've limited, I will say about that I've seen. If you're looking for that sort of centre back, could do worse. Could do however, worse. however, I mean, I, I I'm, a, I'm need, a lot more complimentary about them signing the lad from Swansea. I feel um, we need a, more of a commanding centre back. Yeah, to sit along we've been saying with. that for years, haven't we? Yeah, but I think we've because Lindelof, even though he. He had an upturning form. He needs he isn't going to be a leader. He's, no, he's, he, needs he, he, he needs to be the real Ferdinand, doesn't he? he there needs is, to be yeah, there is, there is no leader in that team. No, there isn't one. Whereas Liverpool have got a few. We've got Milner. We've got Henderson. We've got Van Dijk. You need leaders in a team, and, and there isn't one single leader you in the United annoying? squad. That that I mean, it could be because he doesn't want to do it. But for me, Mata could be that perfect role. Yeah, he is. A He's experienced. You know, he is. A, and when I said what I said a second ago, I did think it might matter. But he's more the kind of like... I can't he's see, like, come on, lads, let's get behind whatever's yeah, happening type. Yeah, you can't see he's also very, yeah, exactly. He's also very softly spoken. And there are two different types of leader. I mean, this is very black and white, so it's not 100% um, kind of perfectly true. But usually there are two types of leader. There's the, the, the screaming, shouting leader who grabs people by the scruff of the neck or kicks them up the arse. Or there's the leader that leads by example. So mm. we had Stevie G. He did not shout. He didn't scream. He, he just led by example because he was that good. Mm. And he, he didn't grab people by the scruff of the neck. He grabbed games by the scruff of the neck and won games on his own. Yeah. So there's that kind of leader. And then we were kind of lucky at Liverpool at the time because we had Carragher. So if Gerrard was ever injured, you had a different type of leader. Carragher wasn't the best. He was, he was a great centre-back for a year or two. He wasn't the best footballer but he was a great leader and he screamed yeah. and he shouted and I don't see anyone at United I don't see anyone as good I mean, I'm not saying as good yeah. as Gerard, but anyone who's that good to lead by example and win is, games and there isn't a, there isn't a player who will scream and shout no. and motivate either there, there isn't a, a single type of leader whereas Matter you'd probably say he'd be the lead by example type yeah. of guy but he's not he's not the man you put at the front of the he's not the one who grabs games yeah. and says right we're playing they have a man who potentially could do that 90, a 90 million pound player who's looking for an escape route to Juventus he's, he's just a shambles of a player he's a shambles of a man Tom I'm do you know what did it for me do you know what did it for me shambles it was that Instagram post about an hour after Mourinho had left he's just a sheriff he blamed yeah. that. He blamed that on the signal at Old Trafford, didn't he? No. With Pereira, yeah. He's just an awful human. Caption this. Get lost. Like, he's just he he when he when he turns up, which no, is, that was the one that he blamed on his management team, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. it. Pereira yeah. one was something else. When it when he turns up, he's he's good, but unfortunately, a lot like Sanchez, he doesn't turn up. I don't understand why Zidane would want him. I really don't. Like Zidane I has shown for me. 
I know he won three European Cups on the balance. That was great. He had a wonderful squad, firstly. But look at the way he's dealt with the Gareth Bale situation. I think he's awfully. dealt with it awfully. Yeah. And if he comes up against someone with as big an ego as Gareth Bale, like Paul Pogba, Pogba won't stay on side with Zidane just because he's French. No. I mean, to think that is just so naive. Um, and it's just ridiculous. And let's keep in mind, this is the same... Ferguson got rid of him. Exactly, exactly, exactly. He didn't make too many howls, did Ferguson? I mean, that and Juan Sebastian Veron being one of them. I mean, Um, mean outgoings. Yeah, maybe. I mean, PK, Yapstam. Yapstam. They they had that four, didn't they? But PK probably... You've got to say, though, if he hadn't let PK go, would would PK be the player he is? Yeah, it's the same as if... Because we were offered Ronaldo before he went to United... Would would Ronaldo have turned into that under Julio? It just depends you, on the reasons why he got rid of him. Um, I mean, the reason why he got rid of Pogba is because oh, he's actually it I, must have been. Look at Zidane. I mean, I I'd be very surprised if Zidane sees the season out at Madrid this year because of I know they've splashed the cash etc. in the, the rebuilding, but I just think that Madrid team I don't needs think so much more. Has I think Hazard could do very well there. I was talking to someone at my well, work. He's not going to think about it. Like Hazard is Spain's at his best. a very different style of football. Hazard is at his best. Hazard has been brilliant in the, the Premier League league because people get close to him and he spins. He, 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 he loves having three or four players literally around him because he's got that low centre of gravity. He's got that pace. Mm. He's got that and a lot of those Spanish feet. teams sit back. Exactly. The Spanish team will sit back on Hazard and say, right, come on then. And I think he might struggle initially. I think he yeah. will. I think he'll get I think there. Most players struggle. I think Gareth Bale struggles. Coutinho, Coutinho struggles, isn't he? What the the main point I was making was Zidane as a manager, and I, and not. Yeah, it'll be all rainbows. Excuse me, if Pogba comes in because they're French and they get along. But well, keep in mind, wrong. Zidane and Bale got along when Bale essentially won in the European Cup last year. <laughs> yeah, Bale nice Bale scored the two goals that won that that won. Real Madrid, their third European Cup in a row. And look how unceremoniously he's dumped Bale to the side. So basically, I think Zidane's man management skills are going to bite him in the backside this season. I really do. Potentially, depending on who goes. The only saving saving grace for Real Madrid is that managerially, there'll always be people who want to take that job. Mm. Um, Absolutely. I say that, I say that, but arguing against my own point, when they got rid of the the ex-Spain manager... He nicked off the Spanish national team. That was an entirely. I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, Beans with L. Lot. Lot. I can't say his name. Um, but he obviously got sacked within a few months. Then they had. Um, then they had. I can't remember. Is it an ex-player? Uh, oh, they had. Uh, yeah. Tom Statman, you can find us. Um, Just grabbing it. Oh, give me a second. <laughs> the ex. He was an ex-Real Madrid player, so he was in charge. Was it Go- Gooty? No, no, it wasn't Gooty. Um, um, Solari Solari yeah so then it was Le, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was like the Spanish Le Petit Le Petit Gook, was it I don't know like I said I'm not going to try and say it he was the he, he nabbed them um, Real Madrid nabbed him just before the World Cup didn't they was it the World Cup yeah the World yeah. Cup uh, and the national team were fuming yeah, about it the, yeah and then he got rid of then the ex-Real Madrid player came in for a few months still did poorly and then obviously they went back to Zidane who was taking a break from football um, so I mean I said there'll always be people who want the Real Madrid job but that shows you they had to go back to someone that dropped them in the, the proverbial last summer it's going to be I, interesting one, I don't it? think yeah I don't think it'll be there for very long even with this kind of this big squad rebuild that they've done with all these new young players 
I don't think he'll be there for long. It's like a lot to rebuild him and, and get him playing. Especially when you've still got players like Modric and Ramos there and Marcelo. Well, Ramos didn't want to be there. No, no. Um, but you've got, kind of you've got players with huge egos still there that still need to be managed. And you could argue that Zidane did that for a few years. Um, that's why they won the that's Champions League three times. Things are going well, though. If they start hitting this rough again and... I don't think he'll be there at the end no. of the season. I really don't. But who can replace him? Who's gonna? Who's available? Like I said, I think they won't. I mean, I bet Pochettino's looking over there. Allegri might be ready to come yeah, back. Yeah, Allegri as well. Mm. Mourinho will always be one of uh, Perez's favourites. He's so. probably coming to Newcastle. So oh, yeah, rumours say. Yeah, anyway, different. did you guys see this stuff on Twitter from Celtic? No, I didn't. I didn't. You and Tom did. I, yeah, I it was. It. It's regarding David. Turnbull um, from Motherwell uh, and they must, they've obviously got so far in the negotiations and obviously something's leaked or you know agents have talked but they've, they released it yesterday um, at 5pm uh, Celtic FC was pleased to agree a record breaking fee for, fee for Motherwell FC with Motherwell I can't read today with <laughs> Motherwell hard. for David Turnbull and we've quickly followed this up with a fantastic offer to the player through his agent currently We've been able to come to an agreement with the player's agent. Celtic FC is content that it has made a magnificent offer and it is now up to the agent and player to decide if the player wants to join Celtic. If not, we move on. Now, I have two things here. One, I've never seen a football club do that. And two, the wording. I'd say the Celtic board or whoever's put that together are basically trying to save their backsides from the fans if they don't sign this player. Because yeah. there was a lad who's gone to Villa, McGinn. They call him McGinniester because mm. yeah. he's been quality for Villa. Because he chose a championship club, Villa, at the time, over going to Scottish champion Celtic. And he was the only player they were in for at the time. And Celtic fans were livid. That apparently, the only reason they missed out on him because they weren't willing to either pay a couple of million extra in fee and they weren't paying willing to pay him again a little bit extra in wages so I think the reason they've done this is to guard against any fan backlash so if they don't end but, up getting this lad then they, they, can, they can say to the fans well we did all we could but let me put yeah. this to Tom Tom you're just perusing Twitter you know United are in for for long staff you're going to pay us a lot of money and your Twitter account comes up and says that you've made a magnificent offer for the player. How do you feel about that? Very strange. Magnificent. I'd, I'd automatically think it means that we're not getting the player. No, I'd, I'd, I'd automatically think. But you don't think the wording of that is it's just weird. so it's, strange. But I genuinely, I genuinely think, I, like. I would think that, right, this is the board telling me yeah. we've done all we can and we're probably not going to get it. Yeah. They've, That's what I think. They can't be like saying we've we've done all this, we've done X, Y, and Z. If it doesn't go through, don't hate us. Don't hate me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I, the, the weird bit about I thought was was the was the mention of the agent because yeah. if you there's not been many posts that I've read about releases from clubs ever talking about agents. It's no, not, they prefer to leave them in the yeah, background. They, they they kind of like, it's like the forgotten thing. Like they don't tend to speak about them because of all the. Well, there's a stigma attached to yeah. agents, and to, to a certain extent, it's right? It's up so. to the agent and the player, not it's up to the it's player. Up to the player, yeah. That's interesting. I haven't thought of that. Um, so, but again, it's putting the, the blame, onus on the onus, exactly, the responsibility 
on the agent yeah. and the player and involving the agent as well yeah. implies to the fans, anyone reading that, yeah. that it could be finan- for financial reasons. Yeah. 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 Which, men- which is interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought that. That's a really good point, Tom. Yeah. So um, mentioning, rather than saying it's down to the player, saying it's the agent and the player, it's it's implying, it's without deflecting. actually saying it, it could it's be deflecting. financial reasons. Yeah. Deflecting. And it's saying, well, if we don't get the player, it's because we've offered... X amount of money and he wants more. Yeah, and the agent, his, and the agent wants more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good point. How how do you two feel about um, discussing the UEFA president and his views on English football? You're gonna like this. This it's is gonna be awful. This <laughs> is from RT.com. What is that? Does that is that Russia Today? Or I, don't I don't know. know. Either way, this we might. They, we we never. We so never, the UEFA president. Yes, um, is. Uh, Alexander Seferin. Yeah, Seferin. He, sound, um, he sounds above board. No, no, well, Seferin, there have been a couple of things. He, he speaks the English media quite openly. Um, well, you're not going to like what he says. No, no, Peter Moore, um, our uh, kind of, uh, obviously one of our, I can't remember his exact role. At Liverpool. The reason you're the best team on FIFA is oh, what yeah. I he's going to refer to him as. CEO or CFO or whatever. Uh, he's just very He's got a lot of letters in his title. Yeah, um, he, to be fair, he's a good guy. He said this. he said he was going to speak to Seferin about the um, the ticket allocation in the final. And he said he was looking forward to speaking to Alexander at the final just to bring this up again. Um, but nothing nothing seems to have come of it. He's not mentioned it at all. Well, we never we never say that we're completely accurate on on this podcast. No, but, no, no. So this might not be his actual words, but apparently he said, whenever we have English clubs, whenever we have complaints, you don't help yourself in the popularity within European football with that. If somebody asked me why we've played in Baku, I would say people live there. Homo sapiens live there. If, if, if we have two Azerbaijani <laughs> teams playing in London, nobody would complain. They would come and play without any problems. Yeah, but you can get to London very easily. <laughs> Isn't it again? Yeah. Yeah, but it's still the same journey. No, it's the same journey. It is. But but that's the point. Would you have two Azerbaijani teams playing? You would not. He, he has you said. You we decided a year and a half ago that we'd play in Baku, which is a modern stadium of seventy thousand, which of which there's what five thousand from Chelsea and five thousand. from I was about to say. So if that's the case and it's so easy to get to, why were they given such low allocations and why why were those tickets not taken up? Because it was a ridiculous venue. Just another little boot in the uh, the English side. I think there is only one stadium in England that is bigger. Thanks for that, Alexander. They had to watch a game at 11pm because of the time difference, but nobody complained. That just doesn't... No, it's he perfect. doesn't understand. If they're, if they're accurate quotes, then he's, he's detached from football fans. But UEFA have always been detached from football fans. Mm. Um, they've never done anything with a view to fans in mind. Baku, it's a beautiful country from all accounts. Um, the stadium looked very good. But anyone watching that game would tell you. I mean, I, I just landed in Valencia at the time. So uh, I think we caught, I listened to the last 20 minutes of the game. Uh, so I didn't see it, but I saw pictures on Twitter and social media and videos on social media. The atmosphere seemed like a pre-season friendly. Yeah, um, I watched the game. It was it was, and it was a I saw, I saw game, a picture yeah. of the view from the kind of like the, the lower tier at the front and it was just literally barrier Yeah. and nothing else. Keep in yeah. mind... It would have killed Seferin and anyone at UEFA that both of their kind of their end of season highlights, the Europa League final and Champions League final, were both contested by all English finals. Well, that would have killed them. Well, he, they would he have went on to that. say, 
Uh, we have to develop football everywhere, not England and Germany only. We had 62,000 tickets for Madrid for the League Champions League final and 980,000 requests. If we would play, for example, in Wembley, we would have 30,000 more tickets. So, but how many fans did you take into the stadium? Oh, well, we were officially 16,000 each, wasn't it? 16,000 yeah. we were given each. So, uh, but there, were, there, were, there were far more Liverpool and Spurs fans that got into the ground um, by hook or by crook, by buying tickets from touts, etc. Um, I just I, I don't put a lot of stock into whoever's running, whether it be FIFA or UEFA. They all have their own agendas. They don't care about the people no. who go. They don't care about the people who watch football on telly. They don't care about the people, especially the people in the grounds. Um, they're not bothered about fans. Football without fans is nothing, and it's that's a banner that's um, that, that is out of field quite often. I disagree with that. It was your domestic treble. Uh, yeah. Well. Can we talk, I don't know how how close we are to the end, but can we just talk about Newcastle for a minute? Yeah, so whilst we've been quiet, whilst we've not done a podcast, a lot has happened and then absolutely nothing has happened. <laughs> Isn't that the Newcastle way? A lot happened in about 36 hours and then absolutely nothing happened since. Right, I'll go back to the beginning because it has... It turns out you signed Pogba. It has rumbled <laughs> since... Since we've recorded the last episode about a year and a half ago, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> uh, but it broke from of all the unlikely uh, newspapers, the Sun broke the news that Newcastle had the the I, I can't remember what family member they said, but a family member he said, said he was the cousin, the cousin, of yeah, yeah, of it Turns Manson. out it's not though, isn't it? No, he's he's apparently he is related in some like far away, yeah, cousin. Apparently, a family with eight apparently toes. his grandfather killed Sheikh Mansur's grandfather. It's going to be a great little game, isn't it? It goes through, isn't it? It's but like an X-rated version of Aladdin. It really <laughs> well, apparently, watch. it all broke, and it, as as Stephen said, thirty-six hours. Like we were buying Neymar. Yeah, in that thirty-six we hours, there was Mbappe. We were, there was Mbappe. There was Neymar. There was um, there was Mourinho coming in. As but manager. I don't know how much of that was from Newcastle fans because. Obviously, uh, you know, obviously, and the reason we're called out of town is because none of us live where we support football teams. But from from my exposure to Newcastle fans, I don't think there'd be a great deal of us who jump on that bandwagon. For me, I still don't think it's going to happen because, as Stephen said, after that 36-hour window or whatever... Absolutely nothing. Nothing has happened. There's I been think, no contact. I see I said to you today, I think that could mean it's good news because a lot of these things happen out of nowhere. But so wouldn't it be a Mike Ashley special if if it goes on and on and it, maybe, it gets to the maybe. end of this month and about but it isn't an going hour, on and on. It isn't going on. And it's not going July first. It's not going on at all. There's no news. No, there's, there's one no thing that's going news. on. Rafa's contract is ticking down day by yeah. day. Yeah. And that would be a tragedy. Tragedy. Yeah. Um, I just think all these things seem to happen. Can I tell you another thing that's annoyed me about Newcastle? Go on. Being a fan. Um, <laughs> sometimes, but then I think all of, the time. <laughs> no, no, no. Because then I think about being a United fan and it all is better. Anyway. Um, he can say that. Winter. January transfer. Hosselu. Offer made from China. £10 million. Rafa didn't let him go because he wasn't sure we'd get... the squad depth as well. A, a player in. Rightfully so. Mm. Spanish club. I don't know who it was. Deportivo. Someone like that. £1 million. 
It would be amazing if we had a stat man who could look that story up, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, I'm not a stat man anymore. I got but, Ayose Perez apparently were holding out for 30 million. So I tell you what, Mike Ashley is going to be after some struggling high, high street retailer at some point on the Ayose money. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know who it's going to be. Argos, maybe. Argos, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I know Royal Bank of Scotland left Chorley High Street. I think it's it's funny because these ru- these these ruling families. Uh, I I can't. Oh my god, my words. Are, yeah, yeah. my yeah. words are failing me today. Um, on a three-year contract. Um, let me just have a look how much that's gonna. Can I talk now? Yeah, um, I just think it's very strange with the whole the ruling family in that area of the world. Uh, people seem to forget as well that the people involved with Man City have a history of awful human rights violations as well. Let's just sweep that To be fair, Mbappe in a Newcastle shirt, I'd Obviously probably you'd be fine with that. Yeah, that's fine. And, and, and again, like I'd say if, if we won the lottery in a way that City had done, I'd, I'd be buzzing, but I'm quite happy with the way my club have run. We're able to spend 75 million. Just wait, Tom. 1.8 million. Yeah, ridiculous. Just wait, Thomas, until Mbappe's on our left wing. We've got Neymar. No, the other way around. Neymar on our left, Mbappe on the right. We've got Salah straight through the middle. All, all, all three of them getting fouled and rolling 17 what, what times. I'm, what I'm hearing here is the times I've accidentally gone your career board and you've got <laughs> Neymar here and Mbappe here. It, uh, it could be like that. But before no, you know it, seriously, like, like, from my point of view, if it happens, the greatest, the greatest, the greatest thing from this is that leech scumbag will no longer have his name attached to my club. He will no longer have his company from, attached from to my the stadium. perspective. Right, there's two sides. So Newcastle, a club that I mean, I admire to a degree. I lived up there, as you know. Um, went He's to a couple of games. He actually quite slightly quite yeah, liked us, but he doesn't. <laughs> Um, so I've been to a couple of games. I don't mind the club. I've got a few mates who obviously still go go. Uh, I've got season tickets in the Gallagher end. So on one side, I wouldn't begrudge them. <laughs> Out of towner. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't begrudge them getting a new owner. But on, on the completely selfish side, it's another competitor. So I wouldn't want that. Uh, yeah, but uh, from a completely I, selfish know, for, side, for me, for me, it could be quite easy to, as Tom said, to do a FIFA career more than just splash the absolute. It's not going to happen. You just look at City. Like City were taken over in 2008. It's taken them 11 years, but they are dominant. If now. Rafa if Rafa is still at the helm and it does all happen and everything's roses. Rafa, 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 could be, do. Rafa could be very dangerous with some funds. Well, he didn't he didn't do so well a couple of times with your squad at Liverpool. So no, but, but, but when he was actually, when he was given funds to spend, which wasn't often, when he was given funds by the Royal Bank of Scotland, not by Hicks and Gillette, by the RBS. Um, look at look, look at look at what look, look at who he bought. He went out and bought Fernando Torres. He went out and bought yeah. Yossi Benayoun. He went and made Javier Mascherano um, a permanent signing. Look at that first eleven that we had in two thousand eight, yeah. two thousand nine. That went close. That was Rafa building that eleven. The reason we didn't win the league that year was because of our squad depth. And you know, I'd argue. We don't need much investment in that squad. I think you need a lot of investment. No, in I don't squad. think so I because really you do. think about it. Right? I think we need we need you definitely need a new left 
left back, left wing back, whatever. Because Richie played right. So who, who who are you playing at centre back? Who will play the centre back? Lascelles would stay. Right. So as would you've given Lascelles a lot of grief this year. I have. So you think not, he's, it's not his so best you, season. So you think he's good enough as a top four contender as a defender? No, 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 no. You get, get this wrong. I I don't want to. I don't want to see us do a, a city where one season. You don't want to be successful. No, listen to me. <laughs> I think what he doesn't want is you idiot. What I don't want is this to happen. I'm going to give you the scenario now. Are you okay listening? I suppose. Right. You start I don't want to do. I don't want to. I don't want to be a, a city where it's one season we're at Main Road, the next season we're top four. That's not. That that isn't an effect. I'm not seeing the downside to that right now. But carry on. Just listen to me. It's terrible top four. Because isn't top it? terrible. <laughs> I prefer Steve. Steve. Steve <laughs> you do prefer apart, Steve. Let me just ask you this question, and hopefully this this works out in my. It probably won't because I know you and you're an absolute terror. But by your fans, because obviously you're going to say your fans, but who are one of the best supported teams in the Premier Oh, Newcastle. Right. I, for me, I do not, that DNA of our club, I do not want to change. For me, if it did happen and we did get the takeover this by the end of the month and Rafa does stay, for me, I'd want a few new players in the squad that make us absolutely. A Premier League team. I agree with that. To an it extent. needs to be a journey, it a steady. Be, yeah, but it needs to be gradual, and that's what City's has been. City didn't go from like twelfth or thirteenth to challenging top four within like a year or two. They were challenging top four within a few years. There was that year that they missed. Do you remember they missed out to Spurs? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, so it was gradual at City as well. And however much I, I can't stand their seven fans, uh, I, the way they've done it. I mean, yes. They doubled it because of the treble. <laughs> yeah. Um, the way they've spent the money I'm talking about, not the way they've cheated FFP quite regularly. They have spent an awful lot of money. The way they've, the way they've built the squad, um, and you forget they put the infrastructure in place for Pep before Pep came in. Two or three years before Pep mm. came in, they brought in all the ex-Barcelona staff that were there when Pep was there. Yeah. And obviously it was ready for Pep just to kind of slot in and do his thing and he's taken them to the next level. So if... if I mean, there is literally only one parallel you can run with the Newcastle takeover, and it is City. It can happen, but City have shown that it doesn't happen overnight. And City have shown that even in 11 years, they can't get anywhere close to the competition that their owner wants the most. Yeah, and that, so, But, however, 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 they are dominant domestically. Yeah, and I think... I think and that of should course, be the target. Of course, it, it is the target, of course it is. But for me... I think City, and I think you'd agree with the word I'm about to use. I think City are quite are quite a soulless club. There is no way I want Newcastle no, to. I would to usually jump all over that. I really would. Um, before the takeover, no, like they weren't. A, no, they weren't. No, before no. the takeover, Name Road and all that, they were. They they had character. Yeah, they had the we're not really here. But they, they had the, them too they, much. yeah they had they had the yeah they had the always in the shadows of City. However. They've still got those fans that were there then, and I don't like Danny, who we know well, is a proper City fan. Yeah. Like through and through, sky blue. But with success, you're always going to get kind of hangers on. When we won Can the, I, I mean, it'll happen now with us, with with winning the number six. Happening number when we won number five. I feel as well. like I feel like a third of our podcast crew could go into this category. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, no, Tom, you don't need to argue. Have you said us for the past five <laughs> years? What I'm saying is, yeah, but you watched the Samaritans night- night- have never been busier. What, what you watched the 99 final and thought that's the team I want to support. But that's the point I'm making. With success, 
you get more fans. Now, whether we agree with those fans or whether we kind of relate with those fans is, is irrelevant. Yes, That's how you build a fan base. Why do you think... Why do you think Liverpool and United are globally two of the biggest clubs supported on the planet? It's because Liverpool, throughout the 70s and 80s, won nearly everything there was to win and they built a fan base around the world. United won nearly everything there was to win. Well, there was everything to win in the 90s and the early noughties. That's how you build a global football. I agree. But my, my point here is is that City, what was main road? 35,000? I don't remember. 30,000. Yeah, City, City, 20s, still, City still are a 30,000 club. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, if you I look at the, gate, the gates, I think they lie, personally. Oh, no, they definitely, yeah, they definitely yeah, do lie. Yeah. Like the, Cardiff, the Cardiff game. When they say, yeah, and there was about three people there. Yeah. But for me, the differences between Newcastle, and this is all hypothetical, it's probably not going to pull off. But for me, Newcastle already have... You've got the fan base. base. You've got the fan base. Yeah. So um, don't don't mess this. But up. I don't. But I don't think you've got the fan base with Newcastle. You're always going to have people who are going to turn up to the games and create a good atmosphere. Um, but you don't want to say I don't want success because we might lose that. No, I'm not saying I don't want success. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is I don't want immediate success, and that might be a strange thing. But I think if he came in, if he came in tomorrow, I think, and, I think and he said to Rafa, I think any kind of success. He said to Rafa to the club. If the person who takes over the club wants an instant success, you look at you look at Blackman when the Venkies took over. They had no idea what they were doing. They wanted the big names playing for them, and it, and look where they are now. If it, if you get that kind of owner who wants to bring in Mbappe, Neymar, if that's throwing money at them, and you it's, start, not, it's not going to work. First of all, those players. Would you but, be happy with that? Would you if it was if you were in, the, in my shoes right there? But it's, would you I, be happy I can't with put that? Myself in your shoes because I've already got a team that have. Yeah, but just, just, just attempt it. I'm gonna, no, what I'll do is I'll reverse back to when City were taken over. City couldn't do that. City, however much money they had, obviously were a very like, lower half Premier League team who just yeah. come up. They had to go and buy the best of the rest. So they ended up going and buying Craig Bellamy, Rocky Santa Cruz, uh, players like Alano. So they bought the best of the rest to try and lift them up. From well, your team brought him back after they'd sold him. He didn't do well. No, he didn't. And he, um, he cost an arm and a leg. But, but my point with City is, that they, uh, and they went for like the likes of Adebayor and Colo Torre like, when they'd gone up another level. So they didn't go out and go and buy, like, within... Be, when when they hit... Yeah, the Shea Gibbon, exactly. So they, when they hit the jackpot and became the richest... Well, obviously, ri- owned by the richest... One of the richest people in the world. They didn't go out and say, right, I'm buying Messi, I'm buying because Ronaldo... They, they flirted with Kaka, but that was never going to work. That was a PR stunt to show that they had the money to do the deal. Kaka was always always going to Real Madrid, or because he stayed at. AC Are you winding up to the Madrid. point that Newcastle do have that ability? I think. What do you mean to attract a player? To not not probably the top tops, but we no, no, we have more ability to attract right no, now than point, the City at the time. My point is, if you did get someone like a Mansourin or whoever whatever family relative is, you'd have to do the same as what City did. So you'd have I to don't go think buy, so. I think you'd have to I go don't... and buy, you'd go and buy Neves from Wolves. You've got to be you'd careful. You'd go and buy um, Decore from Wolves. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You'd go and buy the best of the rest. You're not going to be able to, it doesn't matter who comes in and how much money you have. At that point, you're still in Newcastle and you've not got anything in front of you at the moment. So you'll have to go and offer the likes of Neves, Decore, yeah. 100 odd grand a week to come to you. I, I agree. And then that knocks you up to that next level. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be gradual. That's what I'm saying all along. But I think, I think, say in Fantasyland, it did happen. This thirteen billion pound guy comes in, lets Rafa have all the money he wants, and it is a gradual thing. I think within a few seasons, if it's done correctly and it's done in fitting with the club, 
I think, given a few seasons, I'm talking a few seasons here, as City is, Newcastle is a more desirable club to go to than City will ever be because of the history. I you agree, I completely... I wouldn't say history, but I'd say because of the fan base. Because you haven't won a great deal. We haven't. History. We haven't, but I'm talking... I'm, I'm, I'm talking... Your fan base. The history of the club, not the history of success. The history of the I'd club. I'd say your fan base is more desirable than City. But, at the moment, like, yeah, if someone comes in and you've got a, a ton of money, a player's still going to rather go to City because they're going to get the same yeah. wage at City but they're going to be able to win trophies in the next two years. Whereas you're not guaranteed that at Newcastle, even with the takeover. What you need to do is you need to get established in the top four or top six first, like you said, make it gradual, and then you become a prospect. You, it doesn't matter how much money you've got, you will not, and how good your fans are, and they are, you will not be able to attract the top players for two, three, four years. You'd have to go out and buy the best exactly, the and, I don't, and that's what City did I don't City want to do that. that for a few years I, but it worked for City no no what I'm saying I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to, I don't want him to come in tomorrow and us be trying to go for those top players I agree because that will that will ruin but I think the DNA I, of my I, I club com- I completely agree with that but I don't think I mean obviously the story the stories in the newspapers to sell newspapers but I don't think any rational Newcastle fan or even any rational football fan or football journalist really believes that this guy could come in and you could sign Neymar the next day. Well, like, F- it's just, FFP or Davos. Exactly. But even without FFP, it's just not going to happen. You could go out. Uh, I mean, I, I just cherry-picked Neves and Decore. But you go and look at other players like Anderson at West Ham. Yeah. You could go out and buy the best of the rest and build a team yeah. out of that those first few years. Gareth Bale. It's a very precautionary tale, though. I, I, I'm always worried about these takeovers, mainly just the suitability of the person taking over. So I at, think for any Newcastle fan, you ask them, I think anyone. Yeah, yeah, anyone. Yeah, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Obviously, I know, you, I know Mike Ashley's. You want him out, but would you want to see yourself to a Leeds, a QPR, a Portsmouth? I think I've, I think, think I've been quite that's... eloquent in my way that uh, eloquent in my way of saying. That, no, I don't want to do that. No, I, I think that's a fair I'm, point by Tom, though. I do. However, if there is a link, even if there's a, like, a very kind of tenuous link to the Mansour family, whoever takes over Newcastle is, is going to naturally look at what yeah, City have done and base it on what City There's a blueprint done. there. Yeah, no. exactly, exactly. Uh, and I think if it is from that kind of ruling family, if it is from that kind of that, that side of the world, they'd look at that and say, right... Yeah, and, and they're going to say all the right things when they come in, if they come in. We're not going to do City because that's a, what they're one-off. We're not going to copy what they do. We're going to build gradually. They will. They'll, they'll, they'll spew out cliche after cliche. But at the end of the day, they'll follow what City have done. Because what City, City have done... Because what City have done has worked. It's taken them 11 years, and in football time, 11 years is nothing. It's taken them 11 years to become absolutely and dominant domestically. Yeah. However, I would argue now that if they're not... If they're not winning the league, and forget the League Cup or the FA Cup, if they're not winning the league, I think it's a failure for City for the outlay that they've got. Mm. And considering the sanctions that could be imposed on them for essentially cheating, FFP, oh, it's FFP cheating, is yeah. cheating. It's like doping in athletics. It's cheating. It's financial doping. <laughs> it's a club. It's a, a club doping themselves. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's doping. It's financial. I doping. think we found the title of our uh, podcast <laughs> this week. We club have. doping. Yeah, we have. Um, <laughs> Essentially, it's cheating. However, you look at what they've done. They are, they are dominant domestically, but they can't get anywhere near. And I've said it three or four times, and I'll keep saying it. Mm. That's Mansoor brought Pep Guardiola in to win the European Cup. They'd won the league under Mancini and Pellegrini. Yeah. 
obviously they weren't able to defend it and they've done that and that's great but those two managers they want the European title didn't get anywhere near the European Cup and Pep hasn't got anywhere near the European Cup no. he's not he's been knocked out in the quarters twice with the and let's 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 not sugarcoat this City have the best squad in world football oh, yeah. by an absolute country mile and they've got replacements for that's what I mean like they've got they've got one of the best first 11s I'd argue that our first 11 is very good but City have got one of the best first 11s in, in world football it's a but depth. the squad look yeah. at that bench it's it is. It is. It's the best squad in world football. So that's why they've been able to do the domestic treble. They've been able to rotate, like like Simon said, they had a really easy run, so they didn't have to rotate as much, but yeah. they still could. So really, they should have gone a lot further in the Champions League this year than than they did do. And you could argue that the same as last year, because last year when we knocked them out in the quarters, they pretty much already had the league sewn up. Then I think. I think you. Pretty much everyone, well, not everyone ruled you out, but I think you were kind of second best that city team. I, I think what we're saying really in, on, on paper when you when you got to it, but you aren't classed them in the Champions League, yeah, last year. Of course, yeah, but I think what we're saying in, in at the end of the day is, is that um, we'd all love to see Newcastle in the Champions League before City. <laughs> I think that's what we're all saying. I, I mean, I'd probably agree with that to be fair. <laughs> In the current state of United, I reckon you will win the Champions League for United. <laughs> I said City, but it's okay. I don't like talking about City. Right. Uh, can, I, I, can we add one thing? I know we've, we, this has gone on long, but we haven't done one in three weeks, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tom, you weren't privy to this, but we were having a discussion uh, on some night this week. Again, I uh, it was Thursday night, actually, because the unveiling was Thursday. Uh, I have a real issue with the uh, new players kissing the new club's badge. I have a real issue. You didn't enjoy Hazard's unveiling. Hazard I unveiled. Really... And the first picture I see, and I'm grabbing my T-shirt as I say this, is Hazard grab the Real Madrid shirt and kiss the badge. Now, for me, that's such a two... A two shit... Uh, we're not swearing on this podcast, I almost <laughs> did. This is a two-pronged, awful thing. I, I, because, I can I just explain why first, then we'll go, go on, into it. Go on. on one side, he's not... 20 minutes ago, signed his allegiance from Chelsea to Real Madrid, and yet he's there kissing the club badge. So not he's not Chelsea had just been left behind. It's like don't give a hoot about them. It's like leaving your ex-wife and starting neck exactly on neck on with a new woman <laughs> in front of her, I've, in front of fifty thousands of her. But and the second thing is, he what's what has, right has he got to kiss that club badge? What's he done for the club? I really sign for them. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. No, it's it, such it's modern football. Oh, I hate but it. But it is literally just for the fans. That it's that is for the fans. For me, that's for the. It's, just it's for ridiculous. the fans. It'll make the fans happy. They'll love it. I really don't care. I'm it's ridiculous. Care. As long as you know that it's kind of. And you know how how much hollow. how I know as long it. as you know it's hollow. Then yeah. I don't know. Do you know how much I hate, I hate it? He won't do this when, if I don't kiss his No, no, I was going to say, can you imagine Neymar signing for Newcastle, kissing Newcastle yeah. back? He'll be getting the Kleenex out and he'll be going to town. Just because I have a new phone screensaver doesn't make it right. He's got the traditional dress in the black and white. Right, this is starting to aim on me. I think with that. No, I, I I see where you're coming from because it's basically him sucking up to a team he has no allegiance with. And he's not done anything for that badge. So why the I hell is he kissing it? I think it's a the general presentation thing. Yeah. It's, it's a presentation. It's a presentation it's, to the fans. It's, and, like, it's, a flex. It's, it's a flex from Real Madrid saying we've bought this guy, here's Hazard, and he wants to adhere to the and fans. And if the fans so went home them. happy, I mean, obviously the ones that chanted for Mbappe are idiots. 
But if if it means some fans happy, yeah. If it means some fans, they were the Newcastle fans. I think I think we're done, are we? Anybody else getting into stories? I mean, you could you could mention the Nations League, but I mean, oh, why? It's, it's, pretty much, on, it's a pretty much nothing tournament. You mean you mean? I mean, I'm not. Like, we'd have done is, better with Phil Jones and Chris Morgan. Right, so all I'm going to say is I'm saying it's a nothing tournament. But anyone who listens might say, "Oh, he's saying that because England did poorly." But you both can attest that I really could not care less about England. It's, it's I a, watched the first half of the Holland game and then decided. Kim was unfit and there was no point watching the rest. No, I decided that stirring blankly at YouTube for an hour was better spent whilst it's buffering. Yeah, better spent time than watching that atrociousness. It's just, it's just enough. I, I understand all tournaments start somewhere, and if it takes off, it takes off. But well, now they'll celebrate. But it's so, won the World Cup. But it's so strange, though. So if you win it, you qualify for the Euro. No, you don't. No, I heard that you can get. No, you don't. So what do you get then? You get. I think they got. Nine million pounds for the. I'm sure when they would get something for the. No, you don't. You don't because I looked into this. You can look into it now, but as from what I've read, it has no. But it it doesn't have any bearing on. I read because they're just friendlies. I I read they're just friendlies. I read when they were talking about the conception, they were going to allow the winners to automatically qualify for the Euros, but then the people who finished second, I can't remember something to do with playoffs. Um, so first and foremost, fetching that's boring. I wanted the trophy. So the winners get ten point five million. Ten point five million. We get eight million. So it's just, this is so euros. It's, so it's just um, financial. Yeah, that's it. It's just so financial. the figures include four point five. Four yeah, you're right. Yeah. Does not give you a spot at the euros. Yeah. In fact, the only things a winning side pick up is a substantial chunk of prize money. So basically, it's like that pre about pre. So I'm right. It's not in tournament. Season, yeah, like Asia yeah. Cup or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's like the pre-season cup in the uh, on FIFA. So it's, it's a yeah, an international for, version. For me, yeah. so why did I even bring it, it up? It does. It does improve. It does improve the friendly. It's calendar. better than friendly. It's better yeah. than that. I think we can all agree with that. But for me. Pointless. It's still pointless international. I, I just especially like so soon like international. international. Do you know what I hate? I hate international breaks. It breaks up. Especially, we've, especially we've spoken about this. What's we've that? We have winter break. That we're meant to oh, it's in it. February, isn't it? Which is weird because most of your five teams play one week on yeah. five ter- teams. It's weird. But you look at the winter break in Europe. It's usually over Christmas, isn't it? Christmas. Yeah, it's like a two week complete enough to break. So you look at the week break, the the winter break that we have in February. When the teams come back. It's almost March, and you've only got two, two, two and a half months well, as, of the season. Uh, we've mentioned before, it's ridiculous. Haven't we? as teachers, February for us is practically summer term. Yeah, we're yeah. we're there. Yeah, so it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, we've talked for long enough. Yeah, we can now make the empty promises of we'll see people next week. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and with that, I think we'll wish them a good day. Yeah, we can't even say good luck to your team. How do we finish really? it? I don't know. We, I think we just stopped talking we, and let everyone get on with their lives. Because I'm not. I've won six. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You, you're sixth. You've not won six, Tom. You're sixth. I was mocking you. <laughs> I'm fully you're, aware where you are. You're mocking me for supporting a club who've won six European Cups when you finished sixth. And thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We achieved something, all right, lads. Thanks six. for listening. Six, six. Seriously? Six. Arsehole. Six. Six? Six. 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 Stop it. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Travel.